Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. In association with Viatel Technology Group, IT leaders breathe easy with Viatel Managed Cybersecurity. Viatel.com. This is News Talk. Yeah, you're very welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, is the era of social media over or will Blue Sky unleash a new love for online sharing? We'll look at the fake news articles appearing on Facebook feeds and we'll dip into the mailbag to answer your tech questions. As ever, if you want to get in touch, you can email me techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. But first, are you a social media lover or a hater? I've said many times that my relationship with all platforms has changed and I guess continues to evolve. But I was reading a piece in the Irish Times during the week about Blue Sky, which is a platform created by Jack Dorsey. And I'm wondering, could this be the one that brings social media sharing back to life? Uh, that piece was written by Kira O'Brien and she is with me now. Kira, for those who don't know, can you just introduce us to Blue Sky? Yeah, Blue Sky was actually a Twitter project to start with and they actually, they spun it out and made it like an independent thing. And what it is, it's actually a protocol, which is, you know, the technology that would under pin all of the, the social networks, but it's an open protocol. So anybody can use it. So the idea with Blue Sky, the actual app that you see there, that's just a way to showcase what Blue Sky, the protocol that underpins it, the app protocol it's called, can actually do. And it gives you an easy way into using it. So it looks and feels like Twitter, which is not that surprising. It does look and feel an awful lot like Twitter, but it means that you can kind of customise your own experience. So, you know, one of the big things about Twitter, as it was X, as it's now known, I refuse to call it that on a regular basis. But anyway, when you went into it, you had like the For You tab and, you know, then you had your your following, kind of the, the accounts that you were following. And a lot of the uh, social media companies have followed that similar kind of strain. You'll see it on threads as well. And the problem, obviously, with that For You tab is that it rarely reflects what you actually are interested in. So with Blue Sky, you can kind of create your own feeds and pin those then to your... your um, pin those to the main part of your app. So I have one, say like Women in STEM, tech, uh, tech reviews. So if anything is tagged as Women in STEM, it will appear in that tab. But they're not deciding for me what, what I want to see. They're not deciding what they want me to see. I'm deciding what I see. So I can kind of bin that, you know, that recommended tab altogether. And it's things like that that just make it that bit easier to use. Um, the other thing is obviously then that people uh, will be, the algorithms that underlie all of these social networks are often a problem because they can reward, I suppose, contentious uh, content that gets, you know, people's attention because it's controversial or it, people are rage clicking on it or, you know, rage retweeting it. And that often elevates content that you don't really want to interact with into uh, the eyeline of an awful lot of more people. Um, the algorithms on Blue Sky work sli slightly differently. Uh, and it's not quite as, at the moment anyway, it's not quite as uh, controversial or you know hate-filled I think as some of the social networks have become because I we've we've always had great hopes for um for the, the I suppose the Twitter replacements uh because of Twitter 
played, I suppose, a, a, a big role in people's lives. You know, particularly if you're in news, it's, um, you know, it, it, it kind of it, it gave you a way into conversations with people that maybe you wouldn't necessarily have been able to contact before. Uh, and that is both a good and a bad thing. And, you know, again, it comes back to that kind of rewarding, contentious content. So I don't know about you. Like I use Twitter an awful lot less these days. I, I kind of I, I dip in and out of it, but I would have been quite active on it, you know, uh, up until probably around October 2022. Something happened around then that kind of changed it. Um, but, you know, I, I found that if when I do dip into it, like my For You tab is now full of vaguely disguised racist content, uh, not which is not for me at all. And a lot of the, 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 the hashtags and stuff that would be trending um, are not things that I would choose to follow. So I've kind of, I've, I've, step back quite a bit from it because to be honest I, I don't really want that amount of negativity I don't need it I, I don't need to, to see all that and I've gone to things like uh, to Blue Sky and Threads and but I found out with Threads as well you know Threads the, the algorithm is a bit weird as well and, and it's kind of being manipulated at the moment and that will probably be fixed at some point but it's just Blue Sky seems to be, especially since they've opened up a bit wider, it seems to be a less rage filled place and a less hate filled place than some of the social networks that are out there. And I think that's the idea of it. You know, it's the idea that we can make social media a positive thing rather than the overwhelming negative thing that it's become in the last couple of years. And look, let's let's be honest, look, the technology itself is 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 neutral, doesn't see good or bad. But it rewards certain types of behaviors, and often those behaviors are kind of negative, and that's not really what we need. I think we've seen that over the past couple of years. There's been a definite shift towards kind of weaponizing social media almost, and it's not something that people are enjoying much. And the whole point of social media was it was supposed to be fun. It was supposed to connect people, um, and all it seems to do at the moment is fuel kind of negative behavior. Um, mm -hmm. and have a negative effect on people. We've seen it with um, say the likes of the impact of Instagram on the mental health of teenagers and young people. Um, it's no secret really that social media is not doing what we thought it would. We, it's not this positive thing anymore and it's not this positive force that we thought it would be or a force for change that's kind of gone out the window and now it just seems to be a way for people to band together and it, it's it's mobs and it's just it's it's just overwhelmingly negative for me. Mm. Blue sky hasn't it, it's it's supposed to be different, and I'm hoping that it will it will stick to that because like I can create all these feeds that I like to see. So if I have an interest in so say uh, woodworking, right? This I have this really bizarre interest that actually came from Threads where it started throwing all these really intricate woodworking uh, videos into my Threads feed. I clicked on one, and all of a sudden there was loads of them. Um, but it's all this, you know, it, it's a, it's an art form, you know, where they get these two pieces to fit together and then everything is smooth. Something I would never be able to do, but it's fascinating to watch them do it. I can create that feed if I want it in Blue Sky. I can't do that on Twitter. I'll just get, you know, in between all the nice videos of cats and, and woodworking and, and all that stuff, I'll get, you know, the uh, anti-immigration stuff and the racist stuff and the, you know, homophobic stuff. And it's just, it's, it, it's just not the same. Yeah, I've been off Twitter since November of last year and I mentioned this on the show before, but I just found the toxicity and the hate, not only just on the platform as a whole, but that was coming to me in direct message or, you know, in my app mentions was really, really not good for my mental health and my overall happiness. So I've walked away from it and I would highly recommend it because I think it's just an awful place. Um, 
But do you think now people have moved directly from Twitter or X to threads or are they updating each platform individually? It's For the moment, it's a bit scattered because up until fairly recently, like only about a week or so ago, uh, Blue Sky was actually invite only. So you could only get an account if you had an invitation, an invitation code to, to sign up. Now, that was because they wanted to kind of grow their network without it falling over. Do you remember the fail whale on Twitter? Um, they didn't want that to happen. You know, they wanted to make sure that they could support the, the users who were coming in. Now, that's gone out the window. We haven't had any mass outages that I can see. But the problem is, is obviously, look, the, the, the big opportunity for Blue Sky Threads, Mastodon, was when Twitter started to go south. And for a lot of people, that has happened. Um, and they were looking for a new place. So a lot of people have kind of scattered to uh, Threads, to Mastodon, to Blue Sky. And they haven't kind of, there hasn't been one outright winner. And, you know, I actually don't think there should be one outright winner. Because I think when there is one outright winner, as, the, you know, Twitter dominated the conversation a lot in the past, I think that gives an outsized control to one particular platform. Now, with the likes of Mastodon and, and Blue Sky, because, you know, there's no one company that controls it. I mean, both of them allow, you know, you to have your own uh, your own communities and your own moderation. So you put in place your own rules. Now, that can be kind of confusing as well. I know a lot of people, when when Twitter started to, to go south for them, they went to Mastodon because, you know, there was an Irish community there. And, you know, that was great. But... There's so many different, they're called instances on, on Mastodon and each instance has its own moderation rules that can be hard to make sure that you are sticking to the rules because um, people don't tend to want to come in and stomp all over the established order of things, you know, in general anyway. Some people always will. But it's just very difficult to make sure that you, if you if you are kind of posting across a few different things that you are making sure that you are sticking to the rules of that particular place. Um, and it's it can get very confusing. So I know a lot of people have just kind of dropped off social media a lot altogether. Now, spreads for a lot of people was the kind of the, the, the place they ended up when they opened to European users because, you know, Instagram was already there. You already had an Instagram account. And when you had an Instagram account, you had a ready-made community. Anybody who signed up for Threads who was already on Instagram, you know, that they would follow all of those people who had signed up for Threads already or when they eventually did sign up, you would automatically follow them. So th there was kind of like an inbuilt community there. And it's it's great, but I just don't find the engagement is as, as much as it was, say, on Twitter. Mm. So I think people are still looking for that community and people will land in different places. And I actually, I, I don't think it's a good thing for everybody to land in one place anyway. Yeah, I've been thinking about the notion of a de decentralised social media for a while now. Um. And I guess the point that I keep coming back to is, you know, was the beauty of Twitter not that it was the place to go when there was a big news story or sporting event or, I don't know, election even? You know, you knew that everybody would be sharing their thoughts in one place. Is it not diluted if we're all segregated on multiple platforms at all times? Should it be one platform though? I think it's why why does it have to be one platform? I mean, like Instagram though, I think is a very different place from threads because Instagram you go for mainly kind of 
photography based things. Yeah, so mm. in stories you can create text based stuff and people put up those notes all the time. But it's primarily a visual platform. Threads is a conversational platform. Twitter was a conversational platform. Um, Ma- uh, Mastodon, Blue Sky, they're all conversational. And yes, other elements have been brought in. You know, there are certain things that like, obviously you get like uh, you get GIFs or GIFs, depending on where you want to pronounce that. Uh, come at me on Blue Sky on that one. Um, but you also, you know, you can add in videos and you can add in photographs and, and, you know, all of that stuff has crept into those platforms over time. So I think like, you know, the idea that, you know, you would have to be on one particular platform, I think that's kind of becoming an outdated notion. OK, so that's the point or the argument, I suppose, uh, the devil's advocate view of one app versus multiple apps. But is there any of the apps that are out there that are fully ticking the box in terms of our needs and our wants? Like, does Blue Sky tick the box for those who have left Twitter or does Threads do that? Or has our needs and wants when it comes to social media evolved beyond whatever the offerings that are out there at the, at the moment are? I think that no one platform is going to tick all the boxes for everybody now. Mm. But I also think that what we have come to expect from a social media platform has changed. And I think it's really important to point out that Twitter in the early days, it was shaped by its users. So like a lot of those features that we liked and then came to hate. So like the idea of retweets, um, quote tweeting, direct messages, that kind of thing, you know, um, adding and replying to people with the, the app, you know, all of that stuff. To be honest, like most of that would have been, you know, user generated. So and the hashtags like that came from the community. People were starting to use them. The clickable hashtags was what people wanted. So Twitter eventually implemented an awful lot of those features. But like the stuff like remember at the start, like retweeting people used to have to type RT at the start Mm. and then quote their entire tweet. It was a manual process till eventually Twitter took it on board and automated it. Uh, Quote tweeting, similar stuff. You know, you didn't. These weren't things that were kind of baked into the the social media platform from the start. I think what people want at its core from social media is, you know, they want a community. They want to be able to interact with people and anything that ticks those boxes, the rest will come in time. But we also do have to give it time. I mean, people, when Threads launched, were losing their minds about the fact that engagement dropped off significantly after the initial kind of burst, you know, where, where everybody signed up and it got a hundred million users in a few days and then all of a sudden it 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 fell back. And um, what they were missing was this was a new platform. People needed to figure out how it fit into their needs and wants. And for some people, it wasn't going to, but it also had to give it some time to to kind of to gain ground and to become useful to people. And you had to give it some time to develop. And it also needed extra features like, you know, the ability to edit photographs or the ability to post videos or, you know, the ability to add GIFs into things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you needed just to give it some time because Twitter had that time because it was new and people didn't know what to expect from it. And it was kind of, you know, you, you, you felt your way around. Uh, eventually more people joined. Um, and it was just, you know, it, it, we do need to give these platforms time to kind of bed in and to develop um, whether or not they will get that time now. Because we are such an immediate instant gratification society at this point. You know, when you think about when Twitter launched I me, mean, I did. I think I joined Twitter back in 2008, 2009. Um, but, you know, there was much there was much lower expectations back then mm-hmm. uh, because people didn't know what to expect. And now you're expecting everything to be a complete Twitter replacement. I don't think we need a complete Twitter replacement because we've seen how bad that can go, how badly that can can go wrong um, and how things can be weaponized against people. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many 
there's almost like a mob rule thing uh, that developed on Twitter, you know, and, you know, on, on a lot of different topics. And, you know, sometimes you'd be behind what, what people were kind of fighting for and sometimes you wouldn't. And I suppose your, your, your sympathies would change according to how you felt about this particular thing. But like in general, you know, the idea that somebody does something wrong, it gets splashed all over social media, you know, it's and, and then it follows them around for the rest of their lives. You know, that's not something that pre Twitter and pre Facebook people would have, um, I suppose, would have got on board with, you know, because it does mm. seem slightly, you know, bullying in a way, you know, and obviously, look, this is going how you feel about it depends on what people have done, you know, like, like the woman who shot a cat in a, 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 a weedy bin or, you know, footballers who are, you know, abusive to animals and people, you know, people tend to share stuff like that and they feel strongly about things like that. But then you have somebody who says something, you know, that doesn't doesn't track well these days, but it was said in 2008 or 2009 and it's dragged up with 2024 standards, you know, and, and then there's like you know, there's no way back for them from that. And this follows them around them for the rest of their life. People say stupid things. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's immortalized on social media and it, it can be very quickly whipped up into, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes a very big thing very quickly. Things go viral, things, and then they just follow this person around for the rest of their lives. I'm not sure, like, you know, an awful lot of people would be quite happy for somebody to drag something up that they said 15 years ago and make it all about the person that they are today because, you know, people learn and people grow. And, you know, so in that, like, there's there's a lot of negative aspects of social media that, you know, we just don't really need anymore. Um, and it does kind of tend to, we've seen it with, you know, events in the US where people kind of coalesce around these ideas and the ideas spread and they're not always great ideas um, and they're not always ideas that that should be allowed to spread. And I know people are going to go, oh, free speech, whatever. But like, you know, when people are dying because of fake rumours, that's not a, you know, that that nobody can say that that's, you know, something that we want. So in some some ways, I think there are certain aspects of social media that should go away, that that should not be allowed to carry on into this next generation of social media. So like the, the the virality of it, while it can be good in one respect, can also be an overwhelmingly negative thing. Um, mm. And I think the idea that, you know, that maybe those aspects of it can go, you know, I, I wouldn't cry about it, put it that way. You know, there, there are certain things that I can live without in my life. And the idea, like people, you know, putting out uh, other people's private information uh, for no other reason than they're annoyed by them. You know, yeah. that's, not a great thing either um and i i use that you know I, that's that's vastly understating it you know um but again you know that there were there are uh, this is a total tangent to what we were talking about but i do think there are some aspects of social media where everybody kind of you know jumping on the same platform would not be a great idea no and i suppose my final point on this would be and i i've been thinking about it a lot uh obviously because i keep saying that but i wrote about it for the business post a little while ago uh facebook turned 20 and so many moments of my life and so many thoughts that I've shared are stored within a Facebook server somewhere and they crop up as memories every single day on my Facebook memories and I cringe almost every single day at them. Like, do you think that we are growing beyond that need and want to share every single thought and will the relationship of the next generation be any way different when it comes to these social platforms? I think so. Um, and look, you know, if if every stupid thing I did as a teenager was caught on a video camera, a, a phone camera and uploaded to the internet, I would be 
mortified. God, I, like, I'm, I, I'm the worst person for it because I still think about things I said when I was 14 mm-hmm. and die on the inside. If I had the actual evidence in front of me in black and white or, you know, in full color video, I mean, I, I, I just, I've, I'm actually cringing myself inside out even thinking about it now. But like the, the, the thing is, I think that there is also, you know, with the, some of the, prof, the, the the social media platforms there are now, like there's this ephemeral thing to it, you know, where the, you have like disappearing stories and, you know, Snapchat was great for that. Then Instagram obviously took that on board. Um, and, you know, there is a certain amount that disappears thankfully without a trace but you know we we all know that the screenshots are a thing and just because you haven't put it online doesn't mean somebody else won't when i was 9 the idea of putting videos on the internet didn't exist when i was 19 the idea of putting videos on the internet was a bit more you know acceptable but still mm-hmm. you know you were very careful about what you put up uh, i think it's just so accessible and just so normal now that you know we have to kind of impress on people you know these things could follow you around for the rest of your life even if you don't think they will or you don't care right now you might care you know 13 14 15 year olds five years time they have very different viewpoints five years after that they're completely you know removed from the viewpoints they had as a 12 13 14 15 year old you know it's people grow again you know the idea that this is immortalized and will follow you around for the rest of your life is just to me is just absolutely hideous Uh, They don't think about that, though, because, you know, when you're a teenager, you tend not to think long term because, you know, why would you why would you care? Um, I think we have to solve our problems with social media now so they don't have the same issues. The only thing is, I don't know how we do that. Yeah, I would love to know what you think. Are we beyond social media? Is that era over? You can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. Kira O'Brien of the Irish Times, as always, it's a pleasure to chat with you. When we come back here on News Talk, we're going to stick with social media and look at the fake news ads that keep appearing on my Facebook feed.